Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 9th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperich. I'm the expert in sight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. We're trying to wrap up our season recap. Begin looking forward to the offseason, and that's what this show is all about. We're going to cover uh, Mario Azonia on today's episode of the podcast as our player uh, profiles, our player evaluations conclude here. Uh, got two more big players that we'll talk about. I'll talk about Terrence Ross a little bit later on in the week. But today, talk a little bit about Mario Hazonia season and some of the struggles that he had throughout the year. Uh, and then I'll talk a little bit about the cap space the Magic are going to have. It is officially kind of, it's been the offseason for a while, but it is now officially, the offseason is very real. Tuesday, the NBA Draft Combine kicks off in Chicago. None of the measurements are going on, but this is where the interviews begin. We'll get to understand a little bit who the Magic are targeting, who the Magic want to talk to and who they might bring in for workouts as they prepare for this vitally critical NBA draft process. Going to be a big one here as we're now one week away from the NBA draft lottery. We'll do our one lottery per day as well later on in the show. But before we get going, I do want to say a quick word from our pals over at SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long, long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or concert. Everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work, and you save time, and most importantly, money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do to get your $20 rebate. Download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter promo code LOMAGIC, that's L-O-M-A-G-I-C, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. And as we start to talk about and think about Mario Azonia today, I think the place to start is with expectations and really defining what expectations are. Mario Azonia was taken with the fifth pick in the 2014 NBA draft. There is no getting around this fact. He is a top five draft pick. That number comes with a burden, it feels like. That is a big asset that the Magic spent on Mario Azonia. They put a lot of faith in him. And it's and when you're drafting in the top five, that's typically a draft pick that you need to hit, that you need to become a starter, a, a sort of cornerstone piece. It obviously doesn't always work out like that. The draft 
is a complete crapshoot. No one ever knows how the draft is going to turn out. That's the nature of the draft. But the Magic certainly hoped that Mario Azonia would turn out as a positive player. That he would become, uh, if not a future star, at least a quality starter. And watching him his rookie year, even with all the seeming constraints that Scott Skiles put on him or whoever put or whoever put on him, Hisonia showed plenty of flashes that he could be something, that he could continue to improve and make it in the NBA. Maybe he wasn't, after one year, it's hard to tell, but maybe he wasn't the top five pick. There was pressure around him too. Miles Turner was killing it in Indiana. He was the 11th pick. Devin Booker, taken, what, 12th, 13th? Was scoring 70 points. I remember the night that Booker scored 70 points. I thought Izonia had a pretty good game. And inevitably, everyone said, why didn't the Magic take this guy over Hizonia? Or take that guy over Hizonia? That debate's neither here nor there. Because like a used car, once you drive that thing off the lot, it begins to lose value. And now you have Mario Hizonia, the player. And what can he bring the Orlando Magic? It may not be what you initially thought, but now you have him. And so what were the expectations for him coming into this season? I think the expectations were pretty simple. The Magic added a lot of players in free agency, but they still carved out a nice role for Hizonia to, to play in this playoff push that they were going to make. They wanted Mario Hizonia to come off the bench and just shoot the ball, be a floor spacer for the team off the ball, off the bench. It seemed like a very simple role that Isonia would was more than capable of filling. After all, Isonia was drafted to shoot the ball. He was drafted because of his irrational confidence as a shooter, because he was sort of the European J.R. Smith in some, in some circles, just this unchecked bravado. My experience with Mario is, is he's not that kind of person. Seemed relatively humble, willing to do the work, knew how much he had to learn. I mean, he took his rookie year pretty well as far as saying, I know I have to work on a lot of things. I understand why coach isn't playing me as much. He wasn't a bad guy. He worked hard. He did everything that you asked of him. But unfortunately for Mario Azonia, this season did not go the way he had hoped, or the way the Magic had hoped. That one skill that the Magic so desperately needed out of Mario Azonia, his shooting, betrayed him. It betrayed him early in the season when his role was established. It didn't help that he was taken out of the rotation and his minutes were almost completely cut and he couldn't get a rhythm. And even at the end of the season, when the Magic were playing him every single night, his shooting never came back around. For the season, he shot 35.5% from the floor, 29.9% from three. 
4.9 points per game. Undoubtedly a disappointing effort from Hazonia. In the first eight games of the season, when he was playing in the rotation at the beginning of the year, averaged 16.8 minutes per game, 6.3 points per game, 33.3% from the floor, 19.2% from beyond the arc. Played the final 30 games, averaging 20.5 minutes per game, 6.5 points per game, 36.2% shooting, 30% from beyond the arc. There is no other way to slice it. Mario Azonia's season was a disappointment. He did not play even the very basic role the Magic asked of him. His supposed strength coming out of the draft was his shooting. And that did not happen this year. He could not shoot the ball. And if Azonia's not shooting the ball, it's tough to have him out there. That is just the plain fact about Mario Azonia at the moment. He did come on stronger toward the end of the season. Obviously, more playing time helped. He got into a little bit of a rhythm. His defense did improve, I have to say. His defense improved. His awareness improved. He was doing some good things on the defensive end. His best skill at this point might be his passing. And the Magic found a way to use that. Somewhat controversially, playing him at power forward. Hezonia was able to use his speed and his length to get around bigger players and use his passing and use the threat of his shooting to get everyone to get others open. He found some measure of success at the end of the season. And I think also more importantly, Vogel gave him some trust to do those things. He wasn't put in a box like Skiles was. Wasn't given a quick hook if he struck if he made a mistake. He's allowed to make some mistakes. But at the end of the day, when we look at Mario Azonia's season, one thing matters from him. He's got to be able to shoot the ball efficiently. And that was the one thing he did not do this season. The very basic element of his role for the team. He did not do. I don't know what the future holds for Mario Azonia right now. He very well, you know, the Magic picked up his third-year option. They're likely to pick up his fourth-year option. I see no reason why they won't do that. But who knows? Does he have to fight for a spot in the rotation next year? Do the Magic sacrifice him? at this point, to, to try and improve the roster. Because uh, as I'll show you in a sec, they're very limited with what they can do this summer. These are big questions. I think the good news is Mario Azonia is going to take this summer to work on himself. He's been going pretty hard for the last few years. Non-stop basketball. Competitive basketball. He said after the season he's going to skip Eurobasket for Croatia. And spend most of his summer in Orlando working on his game and improving his skills. That is a positive step. And Hazonia will work hard. I have no doubt about that. But obviously it's going to take more than working hard. It's going to take results and production 
And that's where Hazonia is going to struggle the most. And that's going to be the question for Hazonia entering 2018. Like I said, um, the summer is already here. I mean, obviously, we already know it's already here. The offseason's already begun. But the real work in the summer is getting ready to pick up big time here as Tuesday begins the NBA Draft Combine. NBA Draft Lottery is next week. And then we are full-on draft, 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 draft. But free agency is right around the corner after that. And the Magic are obviously looking to improve any way that they can. The... What's coming up for the Magic this summer is actually kind of interesting. Orlando obviously made a big free agency push last summer. And so what I want to talk about here is what the Magic's cap situation looks like. As things stand now, Orlando has... Of approximately $77.9 million in guaranteed salary for next year. And that includes $1 million in guaranteed salary to C.J. Watson. He's got $4 million left on his deal after that. They'll likely, my suspicion is they will cut him and, and take those savings. So you start off with that, that base amount, $77.9 million in guaranteed salary next year. The salary cap's expected to come in at uh, $101 million. So that's already getting to, what, $24 million, $23 million in cap space? That's going to get cut into here. If the Magic keep Steven Zimmerman, Patricio Garino, and Marcus Georges Hunt, they are each paid $1.3 million next year, the cap hit rises to $81.9 million. So now you're looking at $20 million in cap space. Then you get into the issue of cap holds. Now, cap hold, essentially what a cap hold is, is a placeholder to re-sign your free agents. Essentially, and this is mostly having to do with bird rights, which is the right to go over the cap to re-sign your own free agents. In order to make sure there's no like malfeasance or, or, or anything like that, you cannot... Let's say, wait to sign your own free agents and use the extra cap space to go after new free agents. So let's say, for instance, uh, let's take the Warriors. The Warriors are actually kind of a good example. The Warriors could not, if, if let's say Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green were all free agents at the same time. They couldn't wait to sign those guys. And they uh, let's do Stephen Curry and Draymond Green because the Warriors have their bird rights. The Warriors couldn't wait to sign Stephen Curry and Draymond Green for, you know, last, and then go out and sign Chris Paul, for instance. There'd be a placeholder for Curry and Green salaries to make sure that the Warriors still have those rights. So essentially, it's it's a bulwark to make sure that, you know, you don't use a, a windfall of, ca- of extra cap space of guys you're planning to re-sign to go out and get a whole bunch of new players. The cap holds the Magic are dealing with because we're not expecting the Magic to keep Jeff Green. Jeff Green was paid $15 million last year. His cap roll comes in around $19 million. Magic aren't going to pay that. Expect them to renounce that. So that'll go into their cap room. 
the cap holds we're talking about are the Magic's draft picks. As everyone knows, first-round picks are slotted for salaries, and so their salary after the after a team makes that makes that pick begins to count against the cap as a hold, as a placeholder. You can go over the cap to sign your own draft picks, but you still have to have a place for them on your books. And so if the Magic stay at the fifth pick, the cap hold, the, the fifth pick is, is slated to make $3.8 million. They'll actually end up making 4.6. And the 25th pick is slated to make $1.3 million. They'll actually end up making a million and a half. So you take those two cap holds, the 4.6 and the 1.5, add that to the 81.9 that we had earlier, and you end up with $88 million. So depending on what the Magic do with Zimmerman, Garino, and Georges Hunt, the Magic will have somewhere between 13 and $16 million. Eric Pincus of Basketball Insiders projects $16 million. I think he's assuming that the Magic drop those three young guys. I don't necessarily think the Magic will do that. So in addition to some of the salary, accept, salary cap exceptions that they may have, like the, the, the mid-level exception, uh, the non-taxpayer exception, perhaps even the room exception if it comes to that, the Magic will have roughly... 13 to $16 million to spend. That's obviously not enough to bring in a max guy. So yes, the Magic's big free agency splurge last summer, and not only that, acquiring Terrence Ross, who adds $10 million to the books, because Serge Ibaka wouldn't have anything on the books, essentially. The Magic spent all their money last summer. So they don't necessarily have the ability to go out and get a big-time player. Not that the Magic would be able to get them. So in free agency, the Magic have to be really, really smart. Because their resources are limited. And it likely means that any free agent the Magic bring in are going to be coming off the bench. Furthermore, the bigger implication here is that if the Magic are going to improve their roster, it's going to come via trade. It's not going to come come in free agency. The draft will be a big part of it, but if the Magic are looking to greatly improve their roster, they're going to have to make a trade or two. That's the, the situation the Magic are in at the moment. I talked a little bit about this with Keith Smith on last week's episode of the Atlanta Magic Daily Podcast. I encourage you to go into the archives and check out that episode. We talk about the GM search. Some of the information might be a little bit dated on that. But we talk about the Magic's general GM search, what they're looking for, uh, kind of the qualities they're looking for, who, who they're looking at, some of the rumors that were going around. And then, of course, we also talk a little bit about this cap situation, what's, uh, what's coming forward for the Magic. Obviously, their ability to make moves is a little bit limited at the moment. So that's the situation the Magic are at. Kind of setting the table for the summer. Obviously, the draft comes first, and the draft is going to pick up in a little bit tomorrow. I'll talk a little bit about the NBA Draft Combine and what to expect there. But before we close out today's show, let's do our hashtag one lottery per day. Remember, we're simulating one NBA Draft lottery per day. So be sure to... Send me your lotteries. I want to see them. I want to see see what you get. Do one lottery per day. Send them to me on Twitter at LockedOnMagic as well as at OMagicDaily. 
We are officially seven days away from the NBA Draft Lottery. Let's sim today's lottery. Not a good one for the Magic, or I guess kind of a good one. Your winner today for the second time, unbelievably, coming from the 11th spot, is the Charlotte Hornets. 36-win team wins for the second time. New York comes second, Phoenix third. Meaning the Magic get the Lakers pick as the Lakers fall to five. And the Magic end up seventh. First time, um, first time, first time five time selection here uh, on one lottery per day with the Magic going to seventh. So again, that's our one lottery per day. Send me your lottery. Hopefully you do better than I do. Um, kind of going through a little bit of rut here, I think. Um, so send me your one lottery per day. Use the hashtag one lottery per day. On Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as at No Magic Daily, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. Be sure to check out the, all the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network as the NBA playoffs continue. Other podcasts should be picking back up with the draft as well. If you want to learn a little bit more about the teams, every team in the NBA is covered on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just search iTunes or Audio Boom for Locked On and the team that you are looking for. You can also follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily. Remember to like the site on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnMagic, as well as like us on Facebook at LockedOnMagic. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all for listening to today's podcast. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Wright. Have a good one. We'll see you all again tomorrow. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.